Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. What's up, guys? Kel Charles Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Hello. Happy Friday. Um, that sucked. Honestly, <laughs> the rivalry is officially back. Like, we knew it was happening, but I don't know why it took me this long to just start to suddenly have to form a hatred. For I mean, it's not really back for them yet. Like we have to actually beat them once. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're more, we honestly, it makes it even worse. Actually, we kind of like relegated to like the annoying little like brother or something that like can never win the fight, but is like mad and trying anyways. Like I can't even figure out something to like make fun of them for, because I want to be like, well, your team's not even in the city that you say that you're, you, you are like, (laughs) Oh no, same here. And I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> no, yeah, twiddling my thumbs. And I'm like, I can't even like find a reason to be petty right now. Like, I'm upset. Like, give me something, Cowboys. Like, give me some sort of like petty leg to stand on. Like, I need it. I, it feels like we were <clears throat> the um, younger sibling that wanted to play the video game. And so you're like, fine, here, you can play the video game. And you give them a controller. And like, it doesn't work, Yeah, but you're playing the game. That's what it felt like we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> like we had a controller that wasn't working it's, because it's, that offense did a whole lot of nothing. The defense didn't do a whole lot of anything either. It just all around was not a well performance. Like, well, it's just, just super annoying to listen to them talk all week about, oh yeah, this means everything to us, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying it doesn't. But then just to go in there and just lay eggs all over the field. Yeah. Like, you know, I I know like we can't put too much in on things like, you know, QBR and all the stats. Like you can manipulate stats wherever you want. But it's like super not amazingly fun to look at like how much better Brock Purdy looks on paper than our franchise quarterback. Like I just like really don't enjoy that exercise and it feels like we really it's just it's like welcome to the welcome back to the ride is really what it comes down to like I feel like I'm back at the fairgrounds on the roller coaster that I didn't want to be on in the first place and I'm about to get off the ride like I'm just like everyone was so excited about this team beginning of the year like I mean you know obviously you guys know at this point we have John Machado on like all the time because we just love him and we love you know having his opinions being heard on multiple platforms whenever and wherever possible. But 
even a guy like John Mishota, who is just a consummate professional as a reporter, you know, not taking sides, not going out and, you know, being too much of a fan, all of those types of things. I mean, he's not a fan. He doesn't even like the Cowboys. Like he's a, he's a Lions fan. And even he was like, no, this, this offense is for real. Like this might be the most stacked team this like talent wise, this Cowboys organization has had in a hot minute. Like I could, you know, it, it just every year we find a reason to believe. And it's just so exhausting to be back in the same position where you're like, oh, well, you know, shame on you the first time, but shame on me the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, ninth, and tenth time because here we are yet again. And it's just a very disappointing place to be. And I hate to like be that guy, but it's like, oh, like, come on, come on guys. As a Cowboys fan, a Dak fan, as a Taylor Swift fan, the internet is not my friend right now. No. Done. (laughs) But, you know, as I say, I'm done. We have uh, the Chargers coming up this week. So, you know, that's fun. It's the return of the Kellen Moores. And if we are to follow the John Machota school of thought, um, you know, after an embarrassing loss, they tend to bounce back. Um, so let's talk about, you know, how that might go. <laughs> well, we can talk about it because, you know, just to give you some fun facts off the top of this show, um, you know, despite their abysmal performance in California, they are actually favorited um, to win this new California matchup. Not by much, but they still are nonetheless. So we will take it. It's, you know, I, I, I would say, though, not to make all of the superstitious Cowboys fans be that much more stitious. There <laughs> are some things that you should know. Uh, last five matchups, L.A. has defeated Dallas four out of those five times. Um, and they've also outscored the Cowboys in these contests 134 point wise while the cowboys were about ah, 40 some odd points behind in their total of 93 <laughs> um you know it's uh i don't know it's just like not amazing um it's the Wait, first I think, I think one of, i'll I, I don't mean to interrupt you by any means but i think one of the funny like we get game notes every week yeah <clears throat> And they're always, there's always the Cowboys slant on them, which I appreciate because that's how I live my life. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think the one for Dak was like the, one of the funniest to me because they just, they said it in such a positive way, but I was like, what? <laughs> was, <laughs> Dak has thrown, uh, thrown for a touchdown against 30 of the 31 NFL opponents he has faced. With a touchdown pass on Monday night, Prescott will have a touchdown against all 31 opponents he has played. Um, that means he hasn't thrown a touchdown against the Chargers, just so we're clear. <laughs> it's actually like really fantastic reading them, like you said, because you get so you're like, wow, that's a great thing that he could do. And you're like, wait. <laughs> so each PR team puts out game notes like in advance. So there's like this whole process of you have like your head coach, you know, press conferences that the opposing media then dials into um that they do for like the opposite teams. 
um, at least the media, the, the media wise. Um, and then they'll have like make one or two players available. Typically it's, you know, a quarter, like the quarterback or like a skilled player or something like that. You know, what's kind of one of those types of vibes. Um, and then you get these books um, if you are on like the official like media subscription list from the Cowboys and it's just preparing you for the game. But like Meg said, they're like wildly slanted, like very much like they they basically can tell you that your ish stinks um, in the nicest way possible. And you're just like, oh, that is actually a really cool stat. And then you take a second to think about it. And you're like, ooh, like so what you're saying is <laughs> not super mm. well. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely um, kind of where we're at. I mean, this is the first time to go to go in light of that um, uh, from the L.A. side. Um, this is the first time the Chargers will be underdogs this season. So, um, you know, it it should be an interesting game, question mark. <laughs> well, this is here's a stat that's like not going to be on any stat sheets. Um, there's this thing called the Chargers Chargering. So like, you know, you can always cross your fingers and hope that'll happen. I think the funniest game um, where this was like brought up, I was watching with um, young Jeffrey and we were watching the um, Chargers Vikings game and it was like, okay, we're at the end of the game. Are the Chargers going to Charger or are the Vikings going to (laughs) Viking? And it's, you just never know with this team. That's, it's just something they do. However, as you mentioned, they do have a pretty good track record against the Cowboys. Um, They also do have our old um, offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, and our old quarterbacks coach, um, Nussmeyer. So that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like... um... Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's uh, 
it's definitely an interesting place to be. And I feel like this team, I don't know, like I, I hope, I hope that you're right with, I hope that the Chargers Charger in the bad way, in the bad sense of it. Right. And, um, I hope that the Cowboys really do get angry and have that chip on their shoulder as they go into Monday Night Football. I do think too, um, it's good for them to be in a position where they do um, ultimately have more time to prepare because Lord knows they could use a breather. Um, they just can't. <laughs> like, it's been rough. Actually, here's a funny joke, and then we'll actually dive in to talk about the game. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> But I was, but I was up at the star last night and there was, um, there were some football people like up, up there and they were having a beverage and I walk up cause I haven't seen them in a hot minute. And I was just like, Oh, like game was that rough. You had to have a drink. And they're like, Oh yeah. Like that's a hundred percent. Like why we are here, like drinking away our sorrows. <laughs> like I'm kidding. But also like it was, yeah, everyone is feeling the effects of last week. They are. We're all tired, especially if you get on Twitter, like, gosh, darn, we just get catching strays left and right. I don't even think they're strays. They're pointed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They a hundred percent. All right. So how are you feeling about this team? Are you feeling confident that they can go and make an impact, um, you know, on Monday night football, or do you feel like, listen, you know, the odds are kind of against them at this point. They've, they're on a bad downward spiral trend. And I just feel like this is not the game for them to be able to pull through. Well, to be fair, I always had the 49ers game marked as a loss. Now, did I think it was going to be that embarrassing? No, no, I did not. Um, but uh, to be fair, I really do subscribe to the, um, usually after we get embarrassed, um, we turn around and have a, uh good performance. So I am expecting that from this team this week. Um, I do expect them to win. I don't know how pretty it's going to be. Um, that I can't, I can't give you, but, (laughs) um, but I do expect them to bounce back this week and, you know, uh, come out with a win. They have a, they have an interesting track record on Monday nights too, but I really, I don't think any of that's going to play into it. I think it's really going to be. No, lay it um, on me. Let's go. I'm here for it. Well, there is kind of split. So it's kind of, and that's also a Mike McCarthy in like October thing too, is like, it's a split. And I'm like, these are just stats that I don't need in my brain because like, this is such a weird um, game to be going into after uh, the game that we played against San Francisco, you know, back on the West coast um, running a Texas coast offense. Everything's different. Everything's weird. Everything's wonky. Um, But I really like, I really do think they're going to have a bounce back game. There's like every, I have every belief and and every indication that that's something that they will do after um, a loss like that. Yeah. Now if they would stop talking on their podcasts about being mad, that'd be great. Is uh, is that, is that a Micah reference? Micah Parsons. What, is, like, what just, I missed that. Take your beating and stop being like, well, no, I'm mad because you wore an F Dallas shirt. Like, come on, bro. Did he actually get fined for that? I can't, I did not. I knew they talked about it. Uh, Kittle? Yeah. I don't know. They were talking about him getting fined, but I don't know if that's actually something that wouldn't happen. I Ah. truly, like I didn't open Twitter until yesterday and I didn't listen to a podcast about football until yesterday (laughs) because I was like, mentally, I'm not stable enough for that. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, I would say, um, I, I think I might, um, I think, I don't know. I, I, I hope you're right. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about a sense of urgency for this team. You know, I think that there's always this, you know, the leaders, the leaders be leadering out here. They talk about, you know, accountability and how you know, their fault, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that they're mad and it's changing things. But ultimately for me, I really feel like I'd like to see a lot less talk and a lot more putting your head down and quietly preparing and being humble and realizing that you absolutely do need to be focusing on the one and only thing that, you know, matters during season and that's winning games. Um, yeah. Obviously the disparity in scores showed you that not only this offense, which we can talk about in a moment, but this defense, you know, was morbidly unprepared and whether you want to call that um, them getting overconfident, whether you want to call that just the, the curse of the 49ers, I don't really care, but that shouldn't be happening at this point in a season. And it shouldn't be happening with a team that is quote loaded with, you know, the type of talent that we supposedly have. So uh, yeah, of course, I'm glad that Micah's, you know, talking about like how he's mad about it. Like, yeah, bro, we all are. So, you know, you're, yeah, it would be silly if you weren't, but it's just like, don't get a, get, don't get all mad now. He's like, yeah, when, I, when next time I see you, like, gonna get you. Like, you said that last time. Yeah. <laughs> so you sound silly. Yeah. Don't sound silly. I don't, that's the last thing I want from my defensive player of the team who could have been defensive player of the year. Could still be. Who knows? But, How worried are you about Dak, though? Like, can I – I have to ask that because I just really honestly – to have three interceptions, like I'm just, we, I, it feels like ghosts of last season past where he yeah. talked about like how unacceptable his performance was. And yeah. let's face it, like that was a last season performance by Dak Prescott. Like it, it, it was. was not even, it was like the worst performance he's ever had. So, we were like, oh yeah, that Washington game, worst performance he's ever had. No, that was this, it was this one. It was embarrassing. Um, like I just like, I don't know, like I'm, is, you know, I'm not even joking. Like I have people that are serious football fans that have started to talk about how like he may not be the answer. Like he's starting to, you know, show just like cracks in the foundation. Like maybe he isn't the man. And I just, dude, I don't know. Like it's hard to continue to defend him when things like this happen. Like elite players at this point in their career do not do stuff like this. They just don't. And like, you can be a yeah. Dak apologist or a Dak defendant or a Dak stan like all you want. I like, like Daktivist personally. Yeah, I love that. That's great. But like <laughs> at the end of the day, like no one can stand up for what he's what like no one can put their name on his performance on Sunday and genuinely have anything good to say about it. Like I'm sorry, you can't. No, I, you can't. I'm I'm having a hard time and like I'm trying to figure out where I stand, I feel like, honestly. Um I can't defend his performance, obviously, from Sunday. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of problems I have with the offense. Um, I really hate, like, how we're scheming him right now. Um, like, actively hate. Every time I'm like, what are we doing? Why are you doing that? Not to say that I'm, like, some offensive mind that should be doing it. I'm not. Um, but it's just... there. 
they're really not playing to any of his strengths. And then they're also like kind of holding him back. And yeah. and then with, they're expecting him to unleash in these like weird scenarios. And I'm just, I just don't understand. I feel like there's a, there's a big, um, I don't know what to call it, like mismatch with like how they're scheming the offense and like what he can do. And I, and I'm like, you've been, you've seen him, you've been around him enough. Like you should know what he's good at and what he's not good at. You do know like who he connects with. You do know, like, I feel like there's a disconnect and I don't know where it's coming from. I don't necessarily want to put it on Mike McCarthy and like play calling, but I guess I kind of am. Um, I don't like any, I don't like any of it. It all feels off. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like I know what he's capable of and I'm not seeing it and I don't know why and I think it like I've called the play calling soft this whole season. Yeah. So like this is not an inconsistent read on my part. Um but I just I don't really know what the answer would be. I'd like to see them try to, you know, give us one on Monday night. Speaking of calling play calling soft, like I love that we are in this, you know, play calling slump and we're about to go face Kellen Moore. And I'm just well, like, to be fair, I thought his play calling was too like cute. Yeah. Like, can we get a mix? Can we go down the middle? Maybe like, <laughs> like that would just be get cuter, but like, you know, not yeah. be so lame. We would, we would not need that is, at all. Like we would not need to have cute play calling that we got rid of defeating us when we are going through this like new play calling era that obviously we have lacked alignment with thus far or haven't been able to be consistent consistent is probably a better word but my god like if you want to talk about like story of the cowboys like consistency and lack thereof is probably one of the best storylines that you could have for the last i don't know three decades like really that's yeah. you know easily one of the the first things i would point to so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm. It's kind of like, this is, it's one of these things where I, this is not a, we don't have enough data from, you know, this scenario to really run with it necessarily. But just like when you look at the way Dak was calling plays for Will Greer in that last preseason game, it was very suited to Will. It was like, it really played to all his strengths. They did interesting things, but they didn't get too cute because he, you know his limits and stuff like that. I was like, can Dak like call his own play? Like he can't, he can't. But like, can like someone, someone needs to like be more in tune with him or something. I don't know what the, I don't know what this is. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's just like what they're doing with him is not working. But the because they, they like, they stifle him and then they're like, but now you got to do all this. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, though, like, I totally agree with you, but I'm like, even if the play calling was immaculate, the execution was not even remotely close to being. No, not on Sunday. Like, there's nothing I can say about Sunday. But I'm just saying, like, I, I think they're doing too much to keep him from throwing interceptions. And I'm not saying, like, and I'm talking about other games. I'm sim like simply not going to talk about his performance on Sunday, not because I don't want to talk about it. I'm just like, that's not what I'm referencing when I'm talking about, like, how you can make him better as a quarterback. Cause that's just, you have to goldfish on that one. Um, but 
just like in previous games, there's like stuff in the, the red zone, like his people just aren't open. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to ponder on that one. I don't I don't have the answer. I like I said, I just I it just feels like they do too much to be like, don't throw an interception, but then they're like they don't give him enough like leash, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my my feelings. I also feel like there's a bit of a <clears throat> school of thought behind the running back core. And oh you know, yeah. There's been there was an underestimation of what Zeke brought to the table in terms of the dynamic of having two different. Yeah. Like (laughs) I think that there's a good contingency of people that, you know, felt like obviously Zeke had drop off from where he was performing in years past, but he was still, you know, being productive. Like let's face it. Like he wasn't being productive where you were going to pay him franchise tag money and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And just write blank checks. Like you wouldn't do that with a running back anyways, but I do feel like there might be something to be said for the concept of the different types of backs that they were and how that, you know, quite honestly, he just, he was kind of that, that bell cow. Right. And like, he was definitely, he would, he would hit those like dirty, like nasty runs that was just dragging like 60 people and I don't know, like, whereas you've got Pollard, who is a lot shiftier, et cetera, et cetera. And it just feels like maybe that dynamic was underestimated and we actually needed it more than we thought. Yeah. And I, I mean, <clears throat> guys like Rico Dowdle are stepping up and stuff like that, but it's, you're right. It's just not the same dynamic. And I, and we talked about this already, like we thought we would, we weren't like, big pro get rid of Zeke people obviously not trying to pay him as much as what he was being paid and all that good stuff but I think you're right I think there's something to be said about just having two backs that do different things yeah I don't know and I also look at like though I receive I mean god I don't want to say that Amari Cooper is still like haunting us but like I kind of feel like no like he is (laughs) <laughs> it, it is like I just like I look at what we like put on the field and I don't know like I'm not trying to be like rude and mean right. but I also feel like there we we have this trend where of overconfidence in ourselves and also like we'll sit there and put you know it's like putting like it's like saying that when you got rid of a of a like a pure 14 karat gold player and you replaced him with like two like 14 karat plated gold players. And you're like, don't worry, guys. Like, same thing, if not better, more cost efficient too. And then like the actual like, you know, it starts to tarnish and you realize that, oh, wait, there really isn't a way to replace that true level of talent. And if there was, we definitely didn't execute against it. So... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking yeah. at, I feel like, you know, this defense with the loss of Van Der Esch, with just the defeating blow that they faced against a team that has been a ghost for them for a couple of years and giving them the spooks. I feel mm-hmm. like this Monday night football matchup, even though the Cowboys are favored, they really do need to be on lock. 
they have the bye week afterwards. They, you know, have the L other LA team coming into town the week afterwards. And I just think that this is the part of the season where they really need to, you know, buckle down and hit their stride. And they obviously have not done that thus far. So, um, you know, to me, it really comes down to, this sounds so stu stupid, but like, <laughs> so Jason Garrett to me, like execution in all three phases of the game. Like they have to be perfect and they really don't have an excuse to not play up to the standard that they're capable of playing up to. And like, that's just what it comes down to, to me. Like they're the, the 49ers. Sure. Do I still think that even if the Cowboys played to the level that they were capable of and had the most you know perfect game plan of all time, that it could have been something that was still a, a loss? Yes. But do I think it would have been a blowout? No. You know, like I just, we yeah. would have just like been competitors in that. And so I think that this team really needs to continue to use this week to focus on their execution and, and do their job, do your job. Like that's what you have to do. If you go in and do your job and execute against the level of, of play that you are capable of, this really shouldn't be a game that you have to walk away with it with a with an L. Like you don't need to, you don't need to lose this game. You can win this game. You could win this game. I don't want to say handedly because I don't think that's, you know, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched, you know, across the board in some capacities. And I think, of course, there's going to be some creativity and some inspiration behind one of the guys calling the plays, or I guess you could say both the guys calling the plays to prove themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just can't be sloppy. And I really think that that starts and ends quite frankly with the quarterback. And I would say even the quarterback on both sides of the, of, of the ball, like, our defense, they have to, like they have in the past in recent years, when Dak does, if he does have a bad game, this defense needs to make sure that they can help at least carry carry the team in some capacity and not let it get out of hand, which it obviously did. Oh, yeah. Well, Monday should be fun. <laughs> Monday should be fun. I mean... Yeah, I really, I mean, I, like I said, I think we'll have a bounce back game. I don't know how pretty it's going to be, but diagnosing this team is a task. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm over here just like looking at stat comparisons, just, <laughs> I don't know, man. It'll make you pull your hair out. It'll make you pull your hair out, but... Don't worry, kids. At least the betting gods have given us at least a slight um, favor. So it's the spread is it's a it's it's plus two for L.A. So we at least have a bit of an edge. Let's just keep that edge and hope that we can lean on the chip on our shoulder. Um, let's hope that, you know, that linebacker core doesn't suffer too much with the loss of LVE. Um, let's hope that. We can actually execute our play calls. Let's hope that we are motivated to not completely get our ASSs kicked yet again <laughs> by a California team. That's my, those Dash are my. Dash darn California. Dash darn California's. All right, guys. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you the most. Um, come hang out with Megan and I on social media and subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And Megan is 
at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And um, there's some really important words that we always like to leave you guys with. And while we're not playing a bird related or bird tangent team, we are in a position where this just matters no matter what. And those words are Dallas forever, Philly for never. Also, Birds go Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Go Gers. Go Gers. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>